I'm Dave Nordman, executive editor of the Telegram Gazette, uh, joined on this voice of business by Alex Guardiola, the director of community relations and government affairs for the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Alex. David, thank you for having me. Uh, Some big news um, over the weekend uh, when uh, Mass General Brigham officially withdrew, um, and I guess you'd call it a controversial proposal, at least around these parts, to expand into uh, Westboro being one of those places and and Woburn being the other. Yeah, you know, uh, we've been working with our uh, local hospital and and health leaders uh, on this initiative. I said Woburn, Westwood. Westwood, Westwood, W town. Westwood, I get them all mixed up. Yep, nope. Um, But, you know, there was a concern when, you know, MGB... uh, you know, made the announcement that they want to expand into uh, that region, where you know that Metro West region. Uh, the reason being is because uh, you know they would really just focus on uh, a certain type of health care, uh, especially those who have full health insurance. You know, here in the city of Worcester, we have a very diverse population uh, on both you know a couple fronts, including economic diversity, uh, and, and a lot of folks rely on Mass Health, great program here in the state of Massachusetts, but. Uh, Really doesn't pay the the right the number that's uh you know that would allow you know our St Vincent or UMass Memorial or UMass Medical to continue uh, at that rate. So a lot of those special services like specialty surgeries things like that uh, would really be targeted by MGB to come out to the Westboro facility. Uh, on a couple of levels, we were really opposed to it. We thought that you know Worcester's already served by our hospitals here. Um, and again, there's no transportation, public transportation out to the Westboro. So it was very clear they were targeting a certain population. So, uh, you know, we spoke to our folks at uh, uh, the local folks here, whether it's Eric Dixon at UMass um, or Doug Brown over there or Carolyn Jackson here at St. Vincent's and really talked about the importance of having good quality health care here in central Massachusetts, not being really ripped out by a big conglomerate like MGB. Yeah, and you know they did allow MGB to to move forward with its expansions in Boston, uh, including a couple of new towers. But uh, but the uh, the reasons for their expansions are are um, w- you know in these areas uh, was really just like you mentioned, just focused on a specific type of healthcare. Yeah, again, you know, those specialty uh, surgeries are really uh, big money makers, especially when you're talking about full coverage insurance, when you talk about, you know, if you work for a big company and you have a, you know, whether Blue Cross Blue Shield, Fallon, whatever it may be, um, they, they were covering all these big surgeries. And again, those are paid, those are matching dollars versus the Medicaid rate that they would get for other th- other services that MassHealth provides. So, so kind of like breaking it down for the, you know, for the, you know, for the average folk, I mean, like we have been inundated with uh, with uh, television commercials, you know, telling us about uh, about the services that they could provide. But at the end of the day, um, you know, they were targeting a um, a very specific, um, you know, uh, patient um, who was who was uh, being insured in a very specific way. Right. And uh, at the end of the day. Um, one could say it was a, a strategic business move for the hospital in an area, um, you know, and it seems like um, 
that was sort of stopped because of that reason? Yeah. Yeah, no, right on the money. Um, you know, uh, it was targeting a certain group. And, you know, Metro West uh, in the past, you know, a couple decades have really become a very affluent area uh, of the Commonwealth. And um, it was directly targeted to that group, um, which, again, would take out, uh, you know, services that – places like UMass Memorial and St. Vincent need to be able to operate at the highest level possible. More than that, uh, you know, they would also be taking and dipping into the workforce here in the city of Worcester. So we have a lot of great, you know, uh, healthcare professionals, whether at the doctor level, the MD level, all the way down to the tech level. Um, you know, we really can't afford to be losing, you know, and after the pandemic, we're, we're really struggling for, for nurses and, you know, uh, other physicians. So it's really dipping into the pool of workforce here in, in Worcester specifically will really hurt our economy here. Yeah. And so, you know, just the story in a nutshell is uh, MGB uh, withdrew its proposal, but um, that came after the Mass Department of Public Health declined to endorse the plan. Um, so in the news business, we always say, well, what does it mean uh, to our readers? And so what does it mean to the people of um, of Worcester and Worcester County? Right. And right at the money again. So, I, again, it's they could see the writing on the wall, right? DPH came right out and said they're not going to support the, the proposal. Um, of course, they could have continued to battle through, and maybe you would have saw some lawsuits, things of that nature. Uh, but again, you know, DPH, Department of Public Health, is a very important cog of the government system. Um, and, you know, when, when, when you talk about going to a hearing, and of course, you know, the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce was at these hearings, uh, myself and Tim Murray, we, we really made the, the point that, uh, you know, there's no need to expand uh, on Mass General Brigham's side into uh, our region as we're, we're fully served here. And again, uh, it would really impact our economic, um, you know, makeup here in, in central Massachusetts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a story that I, I think bears watching uh, down the road to see if there's any further developments. But for now, it seems like um, it's a dead deal. Yeah. I mean, they, they they yanked the entire proposal, which was great. I think, again, I, I, like I said, DPH came right out with the recommendation and uh, it looks like it's a done deal now. And uh, again, not to say, you know, Mass General Brigham, they do great work. And I think, you know, Eric Dixon has come out publicly from UMass and Doug Brown uh, to talk about how good, uh, how good of a system that, you know, MGB is, but again, right now I think we're fully served, and but we'll keep an eye on it, making sure that uh, you know if something else comes up, we're happy to uh, to voice our concerns. I will miss the television commercials. Oh, there were so many of them. I mean, when you know we were talking offline, it was like watching the Super Bowl with all the little commercials. I'm like, geez, yeah. talk about a talk about a good campaign they put together. There you go, and an expensive one at that. Yeah. Shifting gears, uh, an issue that uh, that Tim and I talked about last week, and probably the week before, a very important one. Uh, I know to the chamber and people in Worcester. And that's the uh, the uh, Worcester Green Corps, uh, which I believe started this past week. Yeah. So uh, last week was our first week with uh, with the youth workers. So we have partnered. It, it, the entire Green Corps, just as a backup, uh, you know, it was a, an idea that was brought together uh, in, in collaboration between the United Way of Central Massachusetts, the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce, and the City of Worcester. Uh, since that time, we've really picked up a lot of good. Uh, you know, sponsors and uh, partners in this system. Uh, you know, Worcester Community Action Council has helped us find uh, some good youth workers that are paid, uh, you know, to, to help us with this beautification process. Uh, but AT&T has come on board. Um, you know, National Grid, Superior Waste uh, allows us to, to 
bring um you know bags and other things that you know we can't dispose of traditionally to them at no cost just because they want to be a good community partner again the idea being that you know after a winter uh you know things start to defrost and you start seeing the litter that's on the street uh we want to make worcester an inviting place to, to come visit and live so with the woo Sox opening up next week as well uh you know we we are excited to, to start really hitting the ground running and with uh, the, the workers and um we have really started to hit some of the really big hot spots, whether it's the Canal District, Shrewsbury Street, uh, but we're going to hit the entire city, and by June 30th, we will have 30 youth workers, six managers, a host of volunteer groups, uh, and again, I think people are starting to realize that uh, it, we all have an obligation to, to help beautify the city of Worcester. And Alex, you brought up uh, two things which I want to touch on. One is which the criticism that maybe I hear and others hear is that they're only worried, they're only focused on the Canal District, Shrewsbury Street, you know, um, Main Street, City Hall. But uh, from the sounds of things, it's it's much more than that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we hit last year with our pilot year, uh, I believe we hit about 70 miles in the city of Worcester. Uh, again, we go to the, all the various business associations, the neighborhood meetings, uh, and try to address, you know, the needs of every single part of the city of Worcester. You know, North Worcester, Webster Square, Main South. Uh, again, we talked about Canal and, and Shrewsbury Street. That's, you know, there's a... A lot of folks that come in to have dinner, things of that nature, so we understand that there's going to be a need there. But, again, then, you know, you have the, the business associations who are trying to chip in and give us either volunteers or dollars or equipment. Uh, the local businesses, you know, that they're, they're trying to keep their area clean. Again, this is this is a full city uh, effort. We want to make sure that folks know that, you know. And if you see these kids, they're great kids. They're wearing the, the, the green core swag. Say hi to them, you know. Make them feel like they, they their work is quality work and uh, worth their time. Yeah, and you uh, the second thing I wanted to ask was you, you threw out a bunch of big numbers there and, uh, and uh, the number of people that will be involved. But uh, if somebody does want to be involved, whether they're a, uh, somebody who wants to, to you know, get a job for the summer, maybe a, a business that yeah. wants to support the initiative financially, um, how would they go about that? Yeah, please. Uh, that'd be great. We'd love to have as many people get involved. Again, we have some open jobs now currently. Uh, we're looking for some managers. We're looking for some youth workers, volunteers. Uh, if you're an organization, you know, whether it's the, the you know, Eagle Scouts or if you're a college, we've had a lot of higher eds jump on board. You know, WPI, Assumption, Clark University, uh, Worcester State, thank you all so much. And But we need to continue that momentum. Uh, please reach out to us at the chamber. So Green Corps is housed in the chamber building. So, uh, you know, 508-753-2924. Just ask to speak to somebody from Green Corps. Miranda Hotham is our Green Corps coordinator, uh, really putting everything together. And I think, you know, we, we talked quickly, but we're partnering with uh, 508 Fresh Start as well. Uh, they're starting this week. They're going to be doing some hours with us. And, you know, it, it's re-entry, you know, folks who really want to do their, their good in the community and happy to, you know, work with them and make sure that, uh, you know, everybody has a little role to play in this. And you'll be, I'm sure, reading a lot about uh, the Green Corps in the uh, Telegram Gazette. Another uh, another event, real quick, uh, that's coming up on June 16th that, uh, that Tim and I have talked about the last couple of couple of shows, but that's the uh, Worcester Women's Leadership Conference. 
um, always one of the uh, biggest and best uh, events put on by the chamber every year. Uh, tickets are on sale. I'm sure they're going fast, as Tim always reminds <laughs> yeah. me. But uh, but still, tickets available for that. Yep, tickets are still available. I, and I will reiterate what Tim says. You know, they they do fly. That that's a really really uh, impressive event and very sought after tickets. I know every year we we sell out. Even when we had to do them virtually, we sold them out. Again, very important conversations that are had. Uh, you know, it, it, when prior to the pandemic, you know, we had eight to nine hundred women at the DCU center really working hard to, uh, to to get some some voices out on on initiatives that need to be addressed. So, uh, again, if you're interested in that, the same thing, WorcesterChamber.org, or you can call the chamber. We'll set you up. But I, I will say that you know those tickets do fly. Don't be one of those people on June fifteenth that calls Alex and yeah. says, "Alex, I totally forgot yeah. to buy my tickets. Yeah. Is there any way I can yeah. get in?" I've uh, I've got caught at the door trying to sneak people in. So don't put me in that predicament. Don't be one of those people. <laughs> That's Alex Guardiola from the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. I'm Dave Nordman, Executive Editor of the Telegram. Alex, we'll do it again real soon. Yep, thank you.